Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. It's out on the fan BT out six. So, did Aaron Rodgers have anything to say uh, interestingly on the McAfee show? I mean, it's the end of the season. By the way, when do these things stop? Here, here's what I'm going to say about the Rodgers stuff, and I'm just telling you the truth about how I feel about it. I don't give a crap what Aaron Rodgers or anybody else says if it has nothing to do with sports. I don't want to hear about it. What I want to see is Rodgers get his ass healthy and get on the football field next year. Matter of fact, I don't even want to see that here. I want the Jets to fire everybody, starting with the worst head coach in the NFL, whose name is Robert Sala. And here's what my challenge to you. We'll do a little midday challenge here at 11 o'clock. I challenge you to call me and name a worse head coach right now in the NFL than Robert Sala. 877-337-6666. The midday challenge. Challenge me. Give me the worst head coach or a worse head coach than Robert Sala in the NFL. So here's what I want. The Jets to fire Douglas, fire Sala, Tell Rodgers, thanks, but we're moving on. See you later. Let him go be somebody else's problem because I've had enough. I've had enough. I don't even care about the list, what he said about the list of Jimmy Kimmel. It has nothing to do with sports. What I care about is the New York Jets getting back or uh, back. I mean, geez, back from. I I care about the New York Jets being a respectable football team. And it's not going to happen under the current structure when Aaron Rodgers is dictating everything. It's unacceptable. It needs to stop. First thing I would do, in the because the Jets aren't going to do what I said, because why would they ever do that? Why, why would they ever do the right thing for a change? So what they're going to do is double down. 
right? They're going to double down, bring everybody back. They already said everybody's back because they think magically that Aaron Rodgers at the age of 40, coming off a season-ending injury, is all of a sudden going to find the fountain of youth and his MVP form with Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> I mean, come on. You, odds are that's not going to – hate to break it to you, Jeff fans. Not going to happen. You know it deep down. That's why you're angry at me because I say the truth and you don't want to hear the truth. The reality is it's not going to work. It didn't. They took their best shot this year. It didn't work. Change course. Audible. Get up to the line of scrimmage and call an audible. And instead, you got Aaron Rodgers going on the McAfee show every week again, even though he hasn't taken a snap since week one, four snaps. And he's going on there running his mouth, getting himself in hot water, getting McAfee in hot water, bringing unneeded attention to him and negative attention at that to him and the organization. Now, as I've said many times before, I don't care what his political views are, what his vaccination status is, what he does in the darkness, who he dates, what family members he talks to. What I care about is the hardware, the MVP trophies, the Super Bowl trophy. That's what I wanted here with the Jets. That's what I want to see Rodgers deliver. Unfortunately, he got hurt. Things happen. It didn't work out. But to double down on a 40-year-old quarterback who has been nothing but a damn headache. Nothing but a headache since he's been here. All the talk, all the hype, all the offseason stuff, the hard knocks, the Broadway shows, all the nonsense bullcrap. I'm coming back from an injury that I've, that nobody's ever come back from before. Yeah, okay, Aaron. Look, as much as I'm rooting for you and as much as I like you and respect you, we all knew that. Oh, I shouldn't say we all knew, but most of us level-headed, logical, reasonable human beings knew there was no way you were getting on the football field with that torn Achilles. No way. And guess what? It didn't happen. So I don't care what science you're doing, what operation, what documentary you got. It didn't work. You didn't play. We were right. You were wrong. And now, again, whether he said it in jest, and I don't even know about this list. Like, I understand, obviously, the severity of it and what happened. But th- this is sports. We're talking about sports. Why is Rodgers even getting involved in this stuff? And nip it in the bud. It's not about what he said. It's about that he's going on this show. Why? Every week. Why? Now, personally, it's been great because it gives us content. But from a sports fan's perspective, enough. From an organization's perspective, enough. The owner is doubling down on a GM who has failed them. Yes, he's been better than the other inept GMs that shouldn't even gotten the jobs. McCagnin and Idzik. But he has failed them. Make no mistake about it, Joe Douglas has failed the Jets. The facts are there. This is not my opinion. These are facts. Look at their record. It stinks for years. So the owner's doubling down on a GM who has failed them. A head coach who has admitted, and by the way, more of the blame on the failing of Zach Wilson is on Joe Douglas. That's like the number one reason he failed them. You can talk about Dalvin Cook and the offensive line and you know, Alan Lazard, whatever, like all those little moves, that that add up too. But he's failed them mainly because of the drafting of Zach Wilson and then the developing of Zach Wilson, throwing him to the wolves without any real plan. Hey, go get him, kid. Yeah, that's a good idea. For that kid in this town with that team. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. You know what I'm going to do? Extend this guy. So Douglas should be gone. Then Robert Sala, the worst head coach in the league. Find me a worse head coach than Robert Sala. Jordan in Yorktown. Find me a worse head coach than Robert Sala. 
Sal, I had a lot of fun making this phone call because as a Falcons fan, you know the clear answer. It is not Arthur Smith, and thank you for the call, Jordan. Wrong, wrong. Look at the records. Look at their records. It is not Arthur Smith. He runs circles around Robert Sala as a head coach. So back to the point here. Douglas, no good. Sala, worst head coach in the league, runs it. Does he, he doesn't even know what he's saying week in, week out. Texting with Beningo about things. Then Not even saying like, oh, you know what? Joe was wrong for outing me. No, I love Joe. He loves Joe. He loves Zach Wilson. Hey, you can walk up to Sala and spin his face and he'd be like, you know what? Merry Christmas. Uh, nice man. Don't get me wrong. Nice guy. Like, I'd actually like to hang out with him. And I'd be like, bro. <laughs> Do you know how to coach? What are you doing here? But he's a nice guy. Can you pass the ketchup, please? Oh, you're a horrible head coach. Nice guy, nice phrases, crows, geese, ducks, whatever. Can't coach. The worst head coach. 0 for 1 so far. Arthur Smith is better. Not saying there are a lot of great ones, but I'm saying there's nobody worse. Look at the records. Staley might have been the only choice. He's out. They fired him. That's the point. Even some who got fired are better. Frank Reich, better. Challenge still on. I want to find a worse head coach than Robert Sala. Justin is in Queens. Justin? South, Ron Rivera, Matt Eberflus. No, no, no. What do you mean? No, 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 no. Hold on a second. Matt Eberflus is winning games. Matt Eberflus is winning games. Come on, Sal. Knock it off. They, they no, were knock one off. Ron Rivera. They, Ron Rivera's been first in playoff first, games they before. Fired, they almost fired him midseason. Ron Rivera almost got fired twice. What are you Almost got fired. Robert, hey, Justin, look at Ron on, Rivera's record. I can't even entertain you, Ron Rivera. And I knew that name would come up. You don't think I do my homework? Ron Rivera was a coach with the Panthers. They had success. Ron Rivera runs circles around Robert Sala. Runs circles around him as a head coach. Matt Eberflus, yes, may have been a name that you'd bring up. Four or five weeks ago, not anymore. Look at what the Bears are doing now. All of a sudden, Eberflus may keep his job. I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but I'm saying he's better than Sala. When has Robert Sala ever had the run that Matt Eberflus is going on here with Chicago? They've got seven wins. They've got seven wins. They were left for dead earlier in the year. People talking about the worst team in the league. They've righted the ship. Come on. Eberflus is better. Rivera, not even close. Not even close. Anyway, we didn't even get to the good part yet. The challenge has interrupted the monologue. Douglas, Sala, Rodgers. Now, you're, keep, you're doubling down. I already gave you the examples of Douglas and Sala of uh, like how you could possibly double down on these guys. I just have no idea. I, it makes no sense. And now Aaron Rodgers. A guy who even when he was healthy last year with the Packers came up short. Now, let me preface this by saying I love Aaron Rodgers as a player. Don't know him as a person. I actually respect him for being himself. He's comfortable with who he is. Doesn't give a crap about what I think, what you think. And I that's commendable. I respect that. I love that about him as a matter of fact. I think it's a perfect attitude to have in life. Now, he says some wacky things maybe I don't agree with. Doesn't matter. He's him, and that's what you should be, you. But even when he was playing with the Packers, 
they came up short last time we saw him. Still the right move for the Jets to go get him. It didn't work out. He got hurt. He's in his 40s. He's coming off a season where he didn't play. He didn't play at all this year. Four snaps. That's it. He took four more snaps in the NFL this year than you or I. As you get older, and unfortunately, I'm going through this myself. I wake up, my back hurts, my knees hurt, I can't walk up the stairs. I'm 44. What the hell's going on here? I remember my father saying, don't ever get old. And I was like, yeah, okay, Dad, whatever. I can't lift things anymore. I'm trying to move my, I'm asking my wife, Jesus, can you help me out here? I'm about to fall down the stairs carrying a shelf up there. Like at 40, your body just does not work. Now, some things still work, but other things do not. Luckily, you don't have a problem in that area. Although I am married with a kid. It's like, do I even need this anymore? But a lot of things don't work the way that they used to. So at, what do you think? At 40 years old, after not playing a full year, he's going to come back and light it up to be an MVP in this Nathaniel Hackett-led offense with no offensive line, by the way? Oh, but I got the answer for you. Devontae Adams. Yeah, that's what they need. Good luck getting the ball to him down the field when you can't block. Not to mention the fact that all Aaron Rodgers has done has bring attention to this team. That's it. He made the Jets the it team. They went from the shh, you know, team to the it team. But then four snaps, they once again became the, you know, team. But he's brought attention. Not because of anything he's done on the field, which is what we care about. I don't care what he says. I care what he does. And I'm begging him to do something. However, if I'm the owner, with all those facts I just gave you, Douglas and his missteps, Sala being the worst head coach in the league, the worst head coach in the NFL, period. Rodgers running things, saying that he believes in this hierarchy. I'd like to counter and say, Based on what? You believe in them based on what exactly? What have they done that makes you believe in them? The answer is, well, they let me run the show. That's what the answer is. Now, he's not going to say that, but that's what the answer is. Because there is no other answer. There is no reason to believe in Joe Douglas or Robert Sala. They've been here for years, and they've won nothing. It's been a disaster. I've seen other teams with less talent have significant injuries too and do a lot more with it. So it's not just an excuse that, oh, well, if Rodgers didn't go down, we would be a playoff team. If Aaron didn't go... And then you think that this... And by the way, the defense is overrated as we've gone into. You think that this overrated defense with the worst head coach in the NFL, with the general manager who's made misstep after misstep, you think that them coming back is going to build a team around Aaron Rodgers next year, that even if he does stay healthy, and even if he does regain some form, I expect him to be better than whatever the Jets trotted out there this year, sure, but it doesn't mean he's going to be what he once was, and that's what the hope is. You're all in this for a Super Bowl. Rodgers ain't in anymore. It's over. Not to mention the running of the mouth and bringing the negative attention to the team. Wipe my hands with it if I'm the owner. You know what? This was the final nail in the coffin. You're out, you're out, and you, you, you're definitely out. What do we got? Hoff, what do we got? A little breaking news? Oh, yeah. Oh, what? Your boy, Andy Martino. Uh-oh. Is this good or bad? Mets made a signing. It's not, it's, it's not going to be good. I think it's great. 
the best center fielder, defensive center fielder, to play in New York is back. Harrison Bader to the Mets. Really? One-year deal, I think about 10 mil. Wow. I think it's brilliant. I'm actually intrigued by this. Dude, hometown guy. I like it. They needed an outfielder. You could push Nimmo to left field. Harrison Bader, when healthy, Can is he, the best is defensive he, best defensive center fielder in the league. No, no, no I'd rather have Kiermaier. But, mm. you know, Bader's a gamer. Postseason acumen. Done it in New York. Can he leave that stupid mouthpiece wherever he was last? Like, I don't want that mouthpiece moving around out there. It's part of his shtick. He's going to look weird in, in our, like, truth be told, he's going to look weird in orange and blue as opposed to the pinstripes. Like, he looked like a Yankee to me. I think Bader was a good Yankee. I know it didn't work out at the end. He's a good player. I like the de- Mets needed this. See, now what they could do is have Bader in center and move Nimmo's ass to left. I don't care if he doesn't like it or not. Hey, you know what? You got your money. You're moving to left field. I was in a bad mood with the Jets. I'm in a good mood now. The Mets just upgraded. We talked yesterday about how they needed. Hey, BT, they still done nothing. The Mets keep spending money, and the Yankees haven't spent a dollar, a penny. And the Mets just got Harrison Bader. Gamer. Can I can I just say this though too? Like how many more former Yankees do we need? You know? Yeah, about, about Gabriel would be. <laughs> like the one former the the only former Yankee I want next I would take Montgomery, not gonna lie. But I want one big former Yankee. Soto. Soto. That's the one. King Cohen and Stearns, if you're going to go out there and pluck Mendoza, if you're going to pluck Severino, if you're going to pluck Harrison Bader, you better pay it off with the big one. Soto. I like it. I actually think it's a good move for the Mets. You're right. Good defense. Now, Kiermaier is better defensively in center field, and Bader's got his flaws, obviously. He's not going to light it up offensively, but the Mets are valuing defense. They have a now real. I'm assuming he's going to start in center field every day. What's the deal, Hoff? One year deal? It's just a one year deal for 10.5. I'm not sure if he's going to start. I mean, even if he's, he's going to start, no, he's even gonna... if he's a fourth outfield. No, 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 no. He's going to start. So that, but that's now. I'm going to warn Mets fans here. This is the move for the outfield. They're not. They're they're not going to go out there and get another outfielder. Marte, who's back playing winter ball, he's going to be in right field. This is your outfield for the New York Mets opening day, 2024. Marte in right, Bader in center, Nimmo in left. You know what? Take it. I'll take it. And they got some depth behind it. Take it. Now we need a DH. <laughs> now we need a DH. J.D. Martinez, baby. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't want Martinez, but you know what? Whatever. I'm not going to. Uh, here's what I'll, I'll say about Martinez. If the Mets do sign him, my prediction would be that he will be a bust. However, I could certainly understand, like Jim Duquette, I was talking with him about this yesterday at SNY. He loves him. He thinks he's going to be a great signing. So I could understand why you'd go after him, but I would rather have Solaire than him. But Bader to the Mets. King Cohen has delivered. All right. And bow down to the King. King Cohen. Maybe not the sexiest of moves, but a smart move. Solidifying the defense in center field, moving Nimmo two positions with one move. All hail King Cohen. We'll get back to your calls on the other side. BT, and say, he can, BT better come back, man. I go off the rails without him. 
I'm, I'm having fun. Nobody here to keep me under. Oh, I'm loving this. It feels like the overnight, but only people can hear me now. All right, BT and Sal on the fan. BT is out sick. Hopefully, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll get to your calls. Rogers, Knicks, Harrison Bader to the Mets. Whatever you want to discuss on the other side at 877-337-6666. Call us, 877-337. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 76666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Brandon Tierney, Salakana back on the fan. BT out sick today. Hope he feels better. Gets with us tomorrow. I'd like to get his thoughts on the Harrison Bader stuff as the Mets take another former Yankee and insert him right in there starting. I, I mean, I'm assuming Harrison Bader is going to be the center fielder now, like we said before. Nimmo is going to be left field. If, if you're just joining us, the Mets signed Harrison Bader. This according to Andy Martino of SNY, I believe, as Hoff told us before, one year. What do you say, Dove? Ten million? One year, ten million, I think, for Bader. Um, ten, and one, ten and a half. One year, ten and a half million for Bader. I would assume that he is going to be the everyday center fielder. Nimmo is going to move to left field. Marte is going to be in right. That makes the outfield a lot stronger. Makes them stronger defensively, and it gives you a veteran professional bat that you know has proven himself at least in the postseason. Look, you could do a lot worse than Harrison Bader, and both defensively and offensively. So I like it. He's a major league player, not one of these guys like Trace Thompson, for example, that the Mets are taking a flyer on, or the guy that they traded for. From Milwaukee, where they got, uh, geez, I keep forgetting the pitcher's name. What the hell is the pitcher's name that they got? Uh, Hauser. The Hauser, and then they got a backup outfielder in there as well. Those are guys that are fine off the bench, but Harrison Bader is a starting major league outfielder. So he'll be in center field, I would assume. Nimmo in left, Marte in right, Alonzo at first, McNeil at second, Lindor at short. They need a third baseman. For now, it's going to be Beatty uh, and Wendell, and they need a DH. And maybe they're going to stick with Beatty and Wendell at third base. Unfortunately, they lost Mauricio. What are you going to do? Alvarez obviously going to do the uh, you know catching primary uh, catcher. They're going to need to go out there and get a DH. Whether that's JD Martinez, Justin Turner, Jorge Soler, we'll see what the Mets do. But I think that that's a good move for them. Hey, we we're also talking about we started the show obviously talking about the Knicks, and then we get into the Rodgers nonsense. But really, the Jets overall. This is not just Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel beef. Like that's ABC's problem. That's not Jet fans' problem. 
We care about the Jets problems. And Aaron Rodgers has become a Jets problem, not because of what he's saying, because of what he's not doing. And even if he could get back on the field next year, no guarantee he's going to be any good anyway at this point in his career. Where he's at, the Jets need to really make a significant change, and they're just not going to do it. Lou is calling from Holbrook. What's up, Lou? Yay, what's going on, no, no, Sal? Uh, yeah, I'd like to deal with the you know with the Mets that they just brought in, but mm-hmm. you are absolutely right with Everybody has to be fired Sunday after they lose this game to the Pats for the 89th straight time. Yeah. I mean, by the way, I don't think Joe, I, like name me. Oh yeah, I forgot to rehash the you know uh, midday show challenger. Name me a worse head coach in the NFL right now than Robert Sala. And to the point, Lou, about Sunday, do you think a Robert Sala led team will? I don't care how talented they are, will ever beat a Bill Belichick team? My my money, I'm gonna check it out. The Magic Eight Ball. Chances are no. No way. No way. He's, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right about Salah. And Joe Douglas is the worst. I mean, even if you bring in Aaron Rodgers, you want to go all in on Aaron Rodgers, the plan to have Dwayne Brown and Mechtog Becton anchor your ankle, uh, anchor down your tackle spots is a joke. He's and missed, he's most- missed too many. He missed on Zach Wilson, major bust, obviously. And even worse than the pick of Zach Wilson was the setup of Zach Wilson, how you were setting him up here, where there was no foundation, no nothing, no structure, no nothing. It just, you, you were basically drafting him to have him fail with the structure that they had. And then Makai Becton, big ticket, my ass, big bust. Makai Becton has been a major bust and, and one of the biggest problems, almost as big, if not bigger than Zach Wilson. I know the importance of the quarterback position, but the fact that they can't get the offensive line right, and Becton was a huge part of that. Yeah, exactly right, and, and and you know, and that's that's just another thing on uh, Douglas is that he passed on Tristan Wirtz for this guy, yeah. and you know, I've I've had it in for uh, for Joe Douglas because I thought he sabotaged Arnold. You know, the first thing he he did was let the only receiver that he had a rapport with go to Carolina, Robbie Anderson, uh, and uh, everything every deal he has ever made was the worst. Well, you know, they I, didn't have to. I'm not going to say that every deal he made was the worst. Jamal Adams' deal, as a matter of fact, Lou was one of the great ones. And thank you for the call. Every general manager is going to have some good moves. They're going to have some bad moves. So Joe Digg- Joe Douglas did a lot of good. The problem is that the good was sensationalized or, or heightened or magnified because of the ineptitude at that spot prior to his arrival. The Jets were like laughably bad what their general manager hires for years. So all of a sudden, somebody who's competent in Joe Douglas, who knows how to actually talk to the media and stand there in front of a camera and say things confidently and made some good moves, it was like, oh, my God, they found the guy. He's the savior, Joe Douglas. Because you compare him to McCagnin, you compare him to Idzik, and compared to them, he's a Hall of Famer. The reality is he's made some good moves, some great moves. And he's brought in a lot of talent. But the reality is he's made some bad moves as well, and the results aren't there. Like, at what point in somebody's tenure do you actually need to see the results, right? Like, even as I as I jokingly say, well, not even jokingly, I believe it, but I believe in Steve and King Cohen and all that stuff, I understand that that has a shelf life. He's got to get results at some point, and that some point is coming soon. This year, certainly next year, the results have to come. And at some point, 
with Joe Douglas, like, the results need to be there. You can't just say, well, he's a great GM, and look at Sauce Gardner, and look at this guy, and look at that guy. Like, look at Garrett Wilson, look at Brees Hall. Like, yeah, that's nice that, he, that he's hit on some picks. I don't, I mean, I'd, I'd hope so. He's had enough of them over the years here. I would hope he's drafted some talented players. However, I would also hope that he could build a competent, competitive, winning team, which he hasn't. That's been a problem. Mike is in Pompton Plains, New Jersey. What's up, Mike? Hey, Sal. How you doing? How are you, Mike? Sal, I've been listening to you guys for, well, since you started. You know, with the Rodgers stuff, there's one, there's one aspect you, you're completely ignoring, and it makes it impossible for them to move on from him, even if they wanted to. He's got a guaranteed contract for the next year. He's, his cap hits $17 million with him on the team. He restructured his deal. He gave back money. If they move on from him, it's like a $57 million hit. It's not happening. For how many they years? Cannot... Just just this one year? And by the way... Well, they, I, think they, I think they tacked on void years because yeah. he gave money back to lessen the cap hit so they can add players. Well, well, right? let me let me say this. as and, and I understand that, Mike, that there's a whole different element as far as the, the cap goes and the contract, which is something that you know I, I'm not knowledgeable about as far as how it would work and what the penalty would be. So I appreciate the information uh, from you. Unfortunately, I know too much about it. Yeah, all right. <laughs> underst- un- understood. But here's what I would say, and I've said this the other day. The best case scenario for the Jets would be to clean house and then tell Rodgers, we're bringing a new head coach. Yeah, like, and you're gonna have to mentor the quarterback that we draft. Like, that's that's the best case because now they have the potential of Rodgers, okay. which is gonna give them a chance to compete now. Although I don't think Super Bowl level, but also build a, a foundation. You're wasting time okay. if you run back with Rodgers and Salah and Hackett and expect different results next year. You might be right. However, there's also you got to change. You now you're changing. You need a new offensive coordinator. Right. You're going to need a head coach that's going to want to come in and only work with Rodgers maybe for one year because then he could be gone. Or right. two years or he could be gone. So the job maybe is not that attractive. Now you're talking about changing the whole offensive system that Rodgers has. Does a 40-year-old quarterback want to learn a completely new offensive system? Right, but that's – no, but, but that's – And that's why it's not going to happen, Mike, because Aaron Rodgers right. doesn't want to. But that's the problem. So, Don't you get it? It's not going to change then. So, but, so what? They're screwed. <laughs> They're screwed for two years or however long they have to keep Rodgers. Sal, they're screwed if he can't play to the level that we're used to or, God forbid, he gets hurt again. Or this front office who had a horrible offseason, they cannot improve the team around him, which we all see how bad you know, the offensive line is. Mike, but they they have the worst coach. And thank you for the call, Mike, and good stuff. Appreciate the information. They have the worst coach in the NFL. Like, how is that acceptable? If I wake up as an owner of a football team one day and look around the league and say, hmm, I think I have the worst head coach in the league. Of all the teams, the guy that I employ to be the head coach is the worst. And I really don't even think you can argue it. And Evan Roberts texted as he wants to partake in the uh, you know, midday show challenge, finding a worse head coach in the league than Robert Sala. And he said, quote, only possibility is Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, and he's been there one year. So how could you even say that he's worse? Been there one year. He might turn out to be as bad or worse, but right now he's not. It's first year. Every other coach you would take or every other situation, Staley would have been the only one with the Chargers. I would have given you that he's actually worse than Robert Sala. But they fired him. 
So now you're telling me that because of the Jets' structure with Rodgers, which I understand, contractually you're tied to him, otherwise you take a major hit. I would suck it up and probably take the hit. You're not winning anyway. So you're debating, okay, well, the salary cap hit is going to cripple us this year and potentially next year. And again, I don't know the the exact details of, of what it would be with Rodgers. But that is... Dealing with that is worse than running it back with Salah, Hackett, and Rodgers again when you know that ultimately you're not going to be able to get to the goal that you want to get to. Uh, to me, that just is, does not make sense. I'd rather clean it all up. It's a mess. Clean it all up. Open the windows. Air it out. Like, what do you do if, um, knock on wood, I knock on wood here. What do you do if you have a basement that's been flooded? Like, you can't. Like, like you unflood it, but then what if it floods again? Like, how do you get rid of that? You can't just open up the windows or use the the old sump pump. Like, what do you do in that spot? Can you actually knock it down and build a new one? Like, I, I guess that's too much of a an overall. No, you, well, you know, you got to air out the window. Right, you do yeah, have but, to air it out. Yeah, but if there's a if there's a scrape, I guess my question is: if there's a foundational problem, what do you do? You got to fix the pipes. You got to fix the fix leaks. The pipes. Fix the pipes, fix the leaks, yeah, fix all that stuff. But you have a foundational problem. Like if there's a if the foundation of a house is not any good, like structurally, hey, you know what? This foundation's been cracked. There's going to be multiple leaks and floods here. Now you could clean it up on occasion, but then if another storm comes, it's going to be flooded again and you got to get it. Like so to me, I'd be like, you know what? Either I got to buy a new house or I got to build a new foundation. When well, you got something Well, yeah, no, but I, yeah. I think that's what yeah. it is. You you put a little bubble gum and mm. like you know tape yeah. up the 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 band right. date as much of it as possible and sell it. Right, that's what the Jets have been doing. Putting some some bubble <laughs> right exactly. And when you listen for something like oh, I don't know about any floods here. Never happened on my watch. <laughs> but if the foundation is is broken, you need to fix it or find a new home. The Jets foundation is no good. That's the issue. And the way that I would try to clean it up is get rid of everybody and hire somebody that knows what they're doing, a known commodity. Harbaugh is the first guy that comes to mind. He's going to be available, wants to come back to the NFL. What do you want the Jets? I have no idea. What do you want the Jets with Aaron Rodgers? I have no idea. But that's the t- – like, let's say the, the Steelers foolishly moved on from Tomlin. That's the guy you go out there and hire. They need that known commodity, no doubt about it, program builder. They haven't had it in... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Forever since Parcells, and obviously the results have showed. 
Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. Brandon Tierney, Salakata back on the fan. BT out sick today. Started the show talking about the Knicks. Julius Randle, to me, is a championship player. With Brunson and Randle, the Knicks have a chance to win a championship as long as they build the team around them. But those two guys are the superstars. No more star chasing. They have the two here. Then we get into the Rodgers stuff and the Jets stuff. And then the Mets made a move signing Harrison Bader, former Yankee Harrison Bader, coming back to New York. He'll be the Mets center fielder. Upgrade defensively because now you have Bader in center field. You can move Nimmo to left. Their outfield looks a lot better than it did yesterday when we're going over the lineup. The potential outfield. They needed an outfielder. They got one. So you have Marte in right, Bader in center, Nimmo in left. Looks like a little solid playoff team to me. 84, 85 wins. Get in. Never know what could happen. As King Cohen delivers yet again. Hoff, you have some uh, Yankee notes here? I do. It's from your buddy, who? Mr. Andy Martino. Who I think I'm working with today, by the way, on Baseball Night in New York over at SNY at 6 o'clock. I get to work with Andy, get some of the latest from him. We'll be discussing Bader. and what. So what's this Yankee stuff that you got? He says that Blake Snell has privately expressed an interest in playing for the Yankees. Uh, at the moment, it's, in the quote, at the moment, Snell seems a more likely fit in New York than Jordan Montgomery, with whom they've also talked with. How, wait, wait. he said at the moment Snell seems a more likely fit? Yeah. Why? Um, That I don't know, but I mean, I could take a guess that Montgomery may be still. Yeah. Well, that would be a problem. And you know what? That's Brian Cashman's fault. And Boone or whoever was knocking Montgomery on the way out, maybe he doesn't want to be there. Man, I would love to see the Mets get Montgomery. I mean, I think the Yankees need him too. If if you're taking out the Mets versus the Yankees thing and it's just talking about like the team needs and which player, let's just focus on the Yankees here for a second. Montgomery's – I'd rather have Montgomery. Now, unfortunately, if he doesn't want to be here, as we learned with Yamamoto, there's really not much you could do, although maybe he's just hurt. You know, it's bad feelings. You could get over it. You know, maybe pay an extra $20 million or whatever, the uh, you know the penalty that you have to pay for upsetting him on the way out after they traded him for Harrison Bader, ironically enough. But anyway, that's the player. Blake Snell, he's a – you know, like a douche. I don't want – can you say that on, on the radio? You can. Yeah, I don't want yeah. – like, do, I don't want – we don't want to get the Rona, man. We don't want to get the Rona. Blake Snell is a cl- like he will he will be a disaster in New York. He's a five inning pitcher that's going to get overpaid based on. He's been good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to knock him, but he goes five innings. I don't think he's got the guts to handle New York. Like he's he'll be worse than Rodon. He may be effective which will help, but once things start to go sideways, and they inevitably do, they do for everybody. So then it's about how you respond. I don't think he's got it in him to respond well here. That's a problem. What, Huff? You're looking at me like I'm nuts. Well, listen, if Carlos Rodon is having issues in New York, yeah. Blake Snell cannot handle New York. But the, Blake Snell would be – the Yankees can't bite on that one. I know that you need a, a, another arm. you got to go get Montgomery. I I would want no part of Blake Snell. I don't care what team you are, but especially here in New York, you're going to have to overpay. Now, if his value comes down 
Nobody wants him, but I love how it's out there now. Oh, yeah, he's got shown interest in New York. Yeah, okay. Like he's the, but yeah, he wants to be a Yankee. He wants to play for the pinstripes. He's using them. He knows that the Mets aren't even going to show any interest whatsoever. Yankees need a starting pitcher. They may not, Montgomery may not want to go there. There's an opportunity for Snell to kind of drive up the price. He doesn't want any part of this. He wants no smoke, no chance of New York. What he does have, though, that no other Yankee pitcher is in the top 10 with, he does have a lot of swords. Does he? He does. Like I, think he was, I think he was fifth on that list with like 36. Is it swords or sword? Swords, I, I don't really know. Uh, I, <laughs> I, anyway, if I'm the Yankees, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't touch Blake Snell or his sword. 877-337-6666. Cat is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Cat? Hey, I was just uh, watching the news earlier today, and uh, it looks like Bauer is doing a mea culpa tour. You oh, he is? He's going to come back. Do you think the Mets or the Yankees would pick him up? Well, I mean, we've talked about it, and Kat, and thank you for the call. BT and I have discussed Trevor Bauer as recently as yesterday, as a matter of fact. And I don't know what to think of this. I mean, I'd like to talk to Bauer myself, you know, and get him on the show. I know BT has talked about that. But, and even then, I don't know what that really is going to tell, but at least it would give me more insight to, to who he is because I, I obviously you have to question his character here a little bit. I'm not knocking you know, or, or I don't know what he does behind closed doors. I'm not taking anybody's word for it. And we all know what happened. And then we know that he was basically exonerated from those accusations where the, the woman that he was with came out and said that she lied and tried to get money. And there was video evidence of this and all that stuff. So hard for me to hold it against him. And I do believe people deserve second chances. However, like you, you can't just erase it. Unfortunately, it happened. If I were him, I'd be kicking and screaming and fighting, and, and he's done that, and maybe he's going to go on. I didn't see on the news what you're talking about, go on a, a tour here, but maybe he does the media tour and try to repair his reputation or his damaged image. But if you're just looking at it, if you take all that stuff out and you're just looking at it as far as performance on the field, I cannot come up with a good reason why the Mets or the Yankees shouldn't at the very least inquire into Bauer because he provides what they need and probably at a great value because the potential for Bauer can be a top-end guy. Like, certainly with the Yankees, he could be a number two. For the Mets, he might have to be a number one. But either way, you're talking about a 2-3 at worst for Bauer, and you're not going to have to pay. I mean, the guy was worth $40 million a year. You're not going to have to pay him that. you probably get him for $15 million a year. Maybe a little bit more than that. Maybe he gets 20. I don't know. But I wouldn't think you're going to ha- – and who knows if Bauer, what he's going to settle for or what he's going to take. But the 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 demand is not going to be there to where he's going to warrant getting paid a $40 million a year contract. But the performance might be there where you're getting good value. So I think it would be smart for both teams to take a look at Trevor Bauer and see – you know, look into the details, do your homework, do your research – a bigger concern for me, aside from the stuff that you know that, that got him suspended or whatever, not that that's not an issue, but again, if it's all BS, then you give him a second chance and you move on, and, and obviously he was exonerated, so you can't hold it against him. The bigger concern would be his character or his his unique personality in New York. In New York is a big thing. We just talked about it with Blake Snell. 
Like, yeah, there's a difference between pitching in Tampa Bay, San Diego, and New York. I don't think Blake Snell, while he could be successful elsewhere, maybe goes to Milwaukee and has success. Maybe he goes to wherever, you know, St. Louis has success. As we mentioned, the Rays and Padres success. I don't think that would translate here. I just don't think he's got it to succeed in New York, in New York, where it's a different animal. And I, I think Bauer's got the intestinal fortitude, but I don't know if his quirkiness and maybe I, I don't know, just his personality would go over well here, especially if things started to go wrong. That's that would be my question. Jerry's in the Bronx. What's up, Jerry? Sal! Jerry! Yo! I missed you, Sal, over the holidays. Everything all right? All good, Jerry. How are you? Perfect. Listen, Sal, I wanted to talk about the Yankees. Let me just tell you a scenario. God forbid Rizzo doesn't really come back, and he has the Clint Frazier syndrome that he doesn't come back from the concussion. Now you're moving to the DJ LeMayhew to first base, and you got absolutely zero again at third base. Secondly, the Verdugo trade was a mistake. They should have gotten Clay Bellinger. He would have solidified center field. We could have moved him to first base, God forbid, of anything. It would have been a perfect pickup, and all it would have cost us was money. Sal, yeah, I know. I, I, I know BT liked that idea too, and I'm with you on it, Jerry. Here's what I'm more with you on, and thank you for the call. I don't. I wouldn't have gone after Bellinger, although he's the one guy. So generally, it's oh well. If I don't want him for the Mets, why would I want him for the Yankees? But he's the one guy, Bellinger, that I think would have been a better fit for the Yankees than Mets. If I'm the Mets, I won't know part of him. If I'm the Yankees, he doesn't have to be the guy in their lineup. Plus, lefty bat, Yankee Stadium, you know the rest. So it would have definitely been something I think more appealing to the Yankees, but. The bigger issue, aside from Bellinger versus Verdugo, because I like Verdugo as a player, I think he could be a gamer, a bit of a you know dirt dog type guy. I think the Yankees need that toughness, lefty bat, whatever. I like the Verdugo trade. And you don't need superstars everywhere. And you're also not just going to spend recklessly everywhere. You're trying to spend on starting pitching, which is what they need. But where I'm with you is that Rizzo could be a problem. LeMayhew could be a problem. You know, it it, it feels just like, just because the Yankees traded for Soto that all their problems went away. Well, they didn't. Now, they brought in a superstar who was the perfect fit and the exact piece that they needed. And I think once they get back to the postseason, Soto will be a difference maker in the postseason. The problem is the other guys. Obviously, they got to stay healthy, and most haven't, whether it's Judge, whether it's Stanton, whether it's Rizzo, whether it's LeMayu, but these guys are all still here. So you look at the Yankee lineup, it's not just Judge and Soto. Yeah, I like Volpe too, but a lot of the other guys are question marks or at least cross your fingers where let's hope that they stay healthy. So I do think that the Yankees have some issues. Ken is calling from Albany. What's up, Ken? Hey, Sal. First time, long time. Love you. What's with you every day, my man? Thank you, Ken. We appreciate that very much. What's on your mind? Yeah, so, you know, kind of a good segue. You know, I hear you talking about the Yankees. Um, just been a dismal, dismal season uh, from a Jet fan perspective. And I think my most frustration is, you know, you don't really expect a whole lot this year when Rodgers goes down. Um, but it's just been so frustrating watching. And, you know, look, just look at the fact of, like, the guys he had to bring, right? Like, you got Cobb out there. I mean, I think Randall Cobb might actually have a starting lineup figure somewhere. Hmm. Um, he's been in the so much. So you don't really have much of a supporting cast. <laughs> I get it, but every time something goes wrong with the Jets, like us fans, we get the season's over. There's no emotion from 
the head coach Salah ever. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. Look at last week that missed tackle, I call it, because Gardner's watching Ford to score a touchdown. It's almost like he had Ford in his fantasy championship. And then if he didn't have Ford, the whole Jets defense had Ford when he scored the second touchdown. And there's like six missed tackles. And Salah's just sitting there like, yeah, whatever, Rodgers went down, so you get a pass. And it's just like being a big Yankee fan, like Boone always. It's just like most of us. Guys don't run stuff out. You know, it's like the stuff I expect during baseball season. But I didn't expect to have to deal with it during football season from Salah. And, of course, he's going to be safe, right? His job is safe. He, he's, he's the not worst. Going anywhere. Rodgers went down. He's the worst. Yeah, but, but it's such a convenient excuse, Ken. And thank you for the call. We appreciate checking in. Appreciate the passion there as well. It's such an easy excuse. Well, Rodgers went down, and that's why it is what it is. No. What happened with Stefanski in Cleveland? They lose to Sean Watson. Now, Cleveland went all in, taking a big risk, giving a big contract to Deshaun Watson, where where there were a lot of teams competing for him. Cleveland went over the top, guaranteed money, and everybody's like, whoa, that's a big deal. They don't even have Deshaun Watson, and they won 11 games. So how come they can do it? How come Cleveland can win 11 games with backup quarterbacks and then Joe Flacco off the couch? How come they can win 11 games and get to the postseason without their big acquisition of Deshaun Watson, but the Jets can't find their own way and even be competitive without Aaron Rodgers? Why is that the case? Still, as we bring this challenge to an end here, you know, during the 11 o'clock hour, we posed the midday show challenge. Call me with a worse head coach in the NFL than Robert Sala. There were a few attempts at it, but they were wrong. Arthur Smith, Ron Rivera, those guys are not. I mean, Ron Rivera is a much more established head coach than Robert Sala. I mean, I'm not saying you'd hire him right now, but if you're comparing him to Robert Sala, it's not even close. Even Arthur Smith, look at the record. He doesn't have a quarterback either. And look at the records that he's had in his few years in the league in comparison to Robert Sala. He's by far, like, it's not even close. He's the worst head coach in the league. And yet the Jets are doubling down, bringing them all back, and you think that everything's going to change. I got news for you. It's not. BT and Sal on the fan will hit you with the crown. Coming up on the other side, your calls as well, 877-337-6666. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 